Welcome to RUL your primary source for music, movies, TV, and sports. Alright, welcome to another episode of Are You Entertained? The original, I say the original because we're expanding. Big move number one was to snag the homie Nick McCarger. We have him in the studio. Big move number two, get other podcasts under the brand name. Um, I'd like to announce back-to-back hip-hop and Are You Entertained are partnering up for a hip-hop-focused podcast. And we're open to others as well. Big move number three, Are You Entertained is going to become R-U-N entertainment little play on words run entertainment little acronym for the people back home um because we do indeed run entertainment and we'll be bringing new people onto the brand we got more podcasts more video more blogs more content more merch we're trying to take over the world in the studio i have brandon ogden the consigliere nick mccarger the og who still needs an official mafiatic name for the brand you got any ideas yet or We'll we'll let it come to me. I don't want to right. rush things. It's, okay, it's, it's got to be right. You're, you're you're exactly right. All right. Uh, so help us out. Tweet us. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, and YouTube, and tell your friends. We've got a lot to talk about. So let's get right into it. First, let's intro a little bit. This is the first trio podcast, and I'm pretty excited about it. Um, so what's up, guys? How you guys doing? Good. Yeah. We're both a little under the weather. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> this weather sucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I forgot what the sun looks like. Honestly, it's been raining for raining and cloudy for the past like yeah. week. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, every every single orifice in my body is stuffed up right now. Use your imagination. But he's here. He's here. But he's you know killing what? it. Yeah, I'm here to entertain you. I'm I'm here to uh, get some facts out there. Talk a little music, a little film, a little sports. You know, yeah. you know the 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 Holy Grail the. The Blessed Trinity. The Blessed Trinity. So, uh, but, but I'm here, and it, it's all for you guys. So That's real. That. That's real. All right, any uh, new movies, new albums, songs, TV shows you guys listened yeah. to since the last time? Yeah, so real quick, I just saw the trailer for Stephen King's remake of It. it. I was going to bring that one up, too. I shit myself. Yeah, it looks so intense. Did you see it, I, I haven't seen the trailer, but I saw, like, the movie posters and stuff yeah. for it, and it looked fucking great. Yeah. 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 Well, go watch the Go watch the trailer because yeah. you'll be freaked out. Yeah, so it will – just real quick, though. The the clown – I don't want to get too much into it, but the clown is a little too modern looking for me, a little too cakey on the makeup, too – you know, too so, many. So you're not feeling it? Um, I mean, I'm feeling it because I honestly the laughed effects, at the beginning, but then, I mean, it got a little creepy. It did. It yeah. Will, oh God, just, we're are you, are you a clown it, guy? Are you scared? I wouldn't of say I'm a clown guy, but I'm, I wouldn't say I'm exactly afraid of them. Do you I mean, remember, Brandon, are you? Uh, I don't give a shit about clowns. But <laughs> do you remember when the clown craze was going? With yes, people? yes, yes. A lot of people That's like, come back. wondered oh if, if it was like guerrilla marketing for the movie It. it, it <laughs> and I think it might come back. Potentially. Come back. Oh, you know it's coming back. Yeah, yeah so. Uh, people, and, and like the crazy thing is, a lot of people are freaked out from like when the first book came out, um, and that like scarred a lot of people for clowns. I feel like now. Our generation is going to be creeped out from clowns oh, from yeah. how like yeah. creepy this movie is going like to be. Like the young, like the middle schoolers, right? Yeah, they're going to be fucked. Uh, yeah. So, uh, did you guys see any, you know, any albums, any movies, songs, anything? Yeah, we saw a lot of albums. Have a heart, man. <laughs> uh, no, I saw Beauty and the Beast, um, which we've talked about previously on a podcast. I'm a big Beauty and the Beast fan, so uh, I really enjoyed that. Is is fucking. Awesome. It did it. It did it justice. It did. Okay. 
Disney I always. See Power Disney Rangers. always. Delivers. We're going to see Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah. Did you see? No. All right. All right. Brandon doesn't want to. We're gonna do. I want to do unfiltered cinematics on it. I mean, I'll go, but I'm gonna fucking hate it. All right. Trio unfiltered cinematics. You're gonna hate it. How are you gonna happen? hate them? I'm Power not a Power Rangers. Rangers fan. First of all, Homegirl, the Pink Ranger back in the day, got my heart. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> got your heart. It's, I mean, it's the pink one, the like, little Latino girl, and this one too. Sh- she was darker skinned. That's for damn. She true. she looks all right. She was, me me and Trey back in the day at uh. Uh, preschool, uh, preschool Montessori more shout out. Uh, <laughs> shout out. Hell, we, <laughs> they're listening probably. We, we used to watch Power Rangers and then we'd go out during recess or whatever the hell it was and we'd do Power Rangers and yeah. I don't know if you remember that trade but we got in, like a lot of trouble for I don't impersonating really Power Rangers. Really? Yeah. Why? Mighty Morphin. Because we were kicking ass out there. Fighting. Sweet. What? I I think I remember wanting to be like the White Ranger though. Was he like a badass? I can't. Remember. Yeah, he had. Yeah, Tommy. He had like the hair, he had the he had the dope flow. He had the oh, flow yeah, okay, shoulders. I remember now. Yeah. I remember now. But yeah. so is the Green Ranger like the all-time ranger though or I think it's the red. Honestly. The red is like the Yeah, yeah. The okay. I think it's the red. I'm not I sure. I forgot, man. It's been so long since I is seen one the of original. The, is one of the color of rangers not in the movie? I'm not sure. Well, so cuz I saw what Are You Entertained retweeted. Yeah, the green. Yeah. And which is total spoiler since I haven't seen yeah, the damn movie. Yeah, a little but, pissed about it, but But real real quick though, you you said you saw Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Okay. So there's there's kind of a, a, a tie-in here. Come. Beauty and the Beast and Power Rangers, apparently both movies have an openly gay character. Right. Yeah, and we yeah, we were So what what's up with that? Was there like a, did you notice the openly so, gay? Okay, like what's so, what's going on here? Right. So uh no, I'm blanking on his name. Josh We're, we're tackling the tough Josh, issues here. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. We're ta- we're ta- tackling the tough societal <laughs> issues here. We're walking the line. Um Josh Gad, the guy who plays Olaf in the movie Frozen, is where a lot of people remember him from. Uh, he's I forget the the one dude's name uh, in the Beauty and the Beast. Movie? Yeah, okay. whatever his That's name okay. is. He's like so. Does he have a kiss scene? That's what I heard. Like it's subtle and it's in the background. Is, uh, am I missed? I mean, I haven't seen it, so I, he, he's, gonna, that, he's gonna act like he wasn't looking real intent. Yeah. <laughs> not that I remember. So Gaston is like the main guy that thinks he's super cool and wants to marry Belle. Okay. Um, and then LeFou is Josh Gad's character's name. And you can tell that LeFou kind of has, like, a man crush on uh, Gaston. That's what I noticed okay. throughout the movie. Okay. okay. And I, I, even at one point, I looked over to Taylor, and I was like, I think I think Josh Gad's gay in this movie. So, so, we're, so we're talking semantics. Like, we're not talking, like, hardcore, like, this dude is. Yeah, no. The, but we're not talking, like, well, hey, like, I hey, mean, just, just, some, just some characteristics. Right. And then you know? I didn't notice sure. it, but at the end, when everybody comes to life, Taylor said that she saw him dancing with another man. I didn't personally see that, so I, maybe that happened. I don't know. And I don't know this for sure because obviously I haven't seen Power Rangers, but I believe, I think I saw in passing on Twitter that the girl who we were talking about might be the, you know, the lesbo one. Yeah, you know what? I think you're I, right. I, I think, and, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, not upset about it. Was <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm really not. I really might not. be upset the other way. I'm really not. They, they went with, you know, the lead character as yeah. a gay guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but are they going to give us a full-on lesbian Power Ranger? Yeah, they're going to turn rated R. Yeah, e- e- either <laughs> I way. Wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, either way, let's just recognize that Power Rangers and Beauty and the Beast, really, they're breaking ground right now. Yeah. And, that's and that's a, the main point here. Uh, yeah, it's a cool thing. Disney's all about diversity and, and inclusion, so well, but I, no surprise. So we have a little Star Wars to get into later uh, on. Also, but, real, real quick, yeah, uh, go for it. Emma Watson, much better singer than Ryan Gosling or Emma Stone. Thank God. Really? Yeah, she can sing. 
That's and about. Tra- that's, I don't about know you... that's about as good right. as it yeah. was. Yeah. I need you to just stick to what you what you do. To what I know. Yeah, you just stick to yeah, my day job. Stick to your stick to your niche. Yeah. Don't deviate. Because yeah. Well, I just wanted pathetic. to show you about terrible. how good it was. <laughs> yeah. In the damn movie. Yeah. Good, that's good, about what it good, was. Good. Good. Have you voice, seen La La Land? Good in your voice in the same sentence. Don't mix. But yeah, I understand. Have you seen La La Land? No, I haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Ryan Gosling sounds. That's about how it is. So. Okay. I just wanted to kind I need, of show yeah, you. So I need to get on that. For sure. But, yeah, no. So if you are a Beauty and the Beast fan, check it out. It was good. Uh, Trey, I don't know if you'd like it just because, I mean, there is a lot of singing. Yeah. But. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, when I know it going in and yeah, when it's a Disney true. movie, it's a little different. Like true. when it's a modern musical and I don't know. It's not really my thing. But anyway, um, I kind of want to touch on this uh, Chance internship. Yeah. Did you guys hear about this? Uh, I saw him tweet about it on Twitter. Yeah, so I honestly kind of want to apply. But what I was going to ask you guys is, what do you think he is looking for? Do you think he's looking for a media guy? Or do you think – because he's talking about writing creative decks and business proposals. So I'm a little thrown here. What do you think this is about? That sounds like a manager type of a a role. Sort of, yeah. Okay. Quasi-assistant type of role. Yeah, and that would be fine. But, like, how do I pitch him to be – I mean, what do you think I should say? Well, hold on. When I first saw it – he was talking about like proposals and stuff. I thought he was talking about writing like almost legislation because you know, he's been meeting with the governor and stuff. That was my first thought. But but now now that I've seen it more, I don't think that's what it is. Yeah. And there has to be some creative ass shit going on because you know, thousands of people are going to be applying for this. So I'm asking you guys, I'm drawing you guys in. What should I do here to stand out? Uh, I think you should show the world the madness that is your upper torso, first and foremost. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Um, My taco meat? Yeah, the taco. The, you got to get a, a good chain to hang in the taco meat, though. That's, that's, that's right. That's key. Go for, hanging for, in my taco for, meat. For those of you that are not real familiar with the Italian uh, subculture of jewelry, uh, if you have taco meat, some gold beverage hanging in it. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I didn't get the opportunity to do that, but I, I had that picture planned when I was down in Florida, but it was like 60 the whole time. So yeah. I didn't get a beach day to do that, unfortunately. So. Yeah. Yeah. You pushed out. It's all right. We, <laughs> we, we get it. Yeah. We yeah. Get I, it. Didn't want, I didn't want to be there. nipping in the damn pick. Like you are, you know, on a, you know, on a warm day. <laughs> I could cut diamonds. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Nip, be, stay it, hard. It could be 98 degrees, probably 87% humidity. And I'll cut glass for you. <laughs> I'll cut spot. glass. Brandon, you stay hard too. I do. And I swear to shit ton. I swear to shit ton, but my nipples stay hard. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting deeper. Yeah, now. that's that's cool. Those were the genetic traits that, that our parents pass on to us. So you know, <laughs> I like it. Be jealous. Uh, I like it. All right. So aside from showing my my hairy fat bod, dad, I dad should bod. I should dad bod. Yeah, shout but out. But he doesn't have any children. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, what do you think? I, here, here's what I'm thinking. No, he doesn't. I think I'm going. Could be why. I think I'm going no, to pull out a page in Are You Entertained? And just do some crazy shit. Maybe do a video on there. Throw like a resume. Throw a, a pitch. Do you think he'd go for that or what? Here, here's what I think you should do. All Throw right. it back to the old MTV days, okay? So when, when the people were auditioning for like Jersey Shore or even like now auditioning for like Naked and Afraid, okay? Naked and Afraid. <laughs> like, you know, like okay. on Naked and Afraid, Very you ever seen that show? show? We're yeah. like, we're like they, they show themselves uh, gathering gathering Tinder, uh and and making fires with like a bow drill and hunting shit and acting like they're macho men and crazy huh. shit. You need to straight up, but jump. with media. Yeah, straight okay. up. Okay, I don't pa- hate it. Listen, paperboy hat, possibly Kangle brand. Shout out. Okay, <laughs> go. And then we're talking Adidas tracksuit. I got that. gold in the taco meat. 
Hell yeah. So okay. so so the wife beater underneath. Yes. Hell yes. yes. Okay. I'm looking like Christopher Moltisanti. I'm okay. pumped. Yeah, yeah. By the way, real quick, uh, segue, Goodfellas was on today on AMC. Okay. So got to catch that over okay. my lunch break for a little bit. I've been feeling casino lately. Uh, Yeah, Pesci. We talked about how dynamic Pesci. We're getting Pesci. super off top of it. <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> this yeah. is cool with but, me. <laughs> but, but, but real, real quick, though, turn some tables, okay? Fire up the, the podcast. Talk a little bit about yourself. Uh, the fact that you're obviously going to be starting on Big Brother as well. Hell yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't I'll know tell about you the about campaign, my get Trey on Big Brother. Um, so, so, yeah. So, you got a lot going for you. Hell yeah. You really That's, do. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. You guys want to hear about my Big Brother experience real quick? I would. Or? And I mean, not really, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. Moving on. No. All right. So, I just want to I just want to tell our, our award-winning fans out there. I know we have so many. But uh, so I auditioned for Big Brother, came to Des Moines, an open casting call. I got there at 11, left there about 2.30, made friends with some people in line. Uh, initially, Saw his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Wait, what? Did you? Yeah, I was just about to say. Initially, right when I was got she there, auditioning saw for the, the ex-girlfriend and her friend. Uh, apparently, so I, that, so so you guys rekindled that flame. Hell no. So, which by the way, you're lucky she wasn't in your group. I know you're gonna say that, but she was. She I think the group or two before me. She so could have been. Awkward. She could have made it on Big Brothers just by simply saying like, "Yeah, he had a really small penis," <laughs> and like just shitting on you. Yeah, but it's yeah, yeah. it's it's not the size of the. It's the performance. The boat, it's the wiggle of the worm. You know what I mean? Damn, I like that. I anyway, all right, all right. But anyway, so yeah, she was there, roadblock number one, but I got past that shit. I uh, stood in line by myself, made friends with some people in line. You know, I'm feeling good, feeling good. It's all, honestly. Did you acknowledge like, each other, though, just real quick? Did you acknowledge each other? Uh, not really, no. Oh, I mean, I, I think we made eye contact, but God. that's about it. It's not. Wow. I'm, I don't have Trey to. acknowledged her. You got a semi-chub. No, yeah, I, I mean, did not. I, I don't have beef <laughs> anywhere, but. This is here nor there. At least be cordial. Show some class. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I would I'm I'm a classy guy. I would have, but um anyway. So where where was I in this in this thing? So so okay. So, so initially so initially I thought there was a black girl. She I'm assuming she worked for uh, CBS. Uh Nick doesn't like the race talk. I'm sorry. I was just describing I'm colorblind, baby. You're colorblind. All right, there was, there, was this, there was this girl maybe a little older than me around my age. Anyway, so I initially thought she was interviewing, you know, people. She would bring five, eight people. Uh, I come to find out she is prepping people for the actual interview with the CBS producer. Uh, she's telling, you know, it's just a conversation. Don't freak out, like blah, blah, blah. And so uh, we go to the actual interview. I'm the first one who he asked questions to. Um, also, he would go down the line, and I he actually asked me questions, but he would also be like, all right, you're up. Like, So some people, he didn't ask questions. You, you just go. Yeah. Um, so like I said in previous podcasts, I was going in thinking it was going to be a three-minute go thing, uh, but it was more of a Q&A, so that was nice. Uh-huh. But honestly, I thought I nailed it. He asked me, you know, tell us about yourself. What do you do? I said, I'm a janitor by day. I'm a... I'm a radio producer by afternoon. I'm a media mogul the rest of the time. Then he goes, well, are you just trying to promote your brand? And I go, no, I love the game. I want to play the game. And I'm going, like, I'm reeling it off. Like, I'm feeling good. So he good. called you out saying, he like, me are out. you here just to, to yeah, collect Yeah, he called coin? me out for sure. But I, what I, is this, The Bachelor? No hesitation. I mean, no wow. hesitation. I'm like, no, I, I'm here to play the game. I'm a diehard. I love the game. Um, he asked me if I'm single. I said, single, ready to mingle, down for a showmance. He goes, who do you want me to bring back? And I go, my girl, Natalie. So, you know, 
little inside information for the Big Brother fans back home. There's currently, I think a, there restra- might be... there's currently a restraining order in process. <laughs> nah, dog. <laughs> James gave us, I don't know if you're a Big Brother fan, but James gives hope for the normal person like me out there to to snag this hot-ass girl like Natalie. You hear so. that? The normal guy like yeah, him. The normal guy. <laughs> the normal guy. <laughs> what, what am I, not normal? The, the, the guy too chicken shit to talk to a girl. Yeah, normal guy. Is that what is that, what that, that is means? a normal guy. Yeah. That's, there's a lot of normal guys. I'm not chicken there. shit. I just have literally no time in my life. I can't go to the bar every goddamn weekend. Anyway. Maybe, anyway. like, go meet a chick at, like, a, a library, maybe a pumpkin Tinder's patch. not popping right somewhere, now. Not- somewhere, <laughs> Bumble. Not, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere non-threatening. Okay. You know? All right. I will, I'll see what I can do. But anyway, so Nursing I, home. I honestly thought I... <laughs> Jeez. This man, this man. That's that's morbid. That's dark. <laughs> that is dark. Anyway, so I thought I nailed it. Uh, didn't get a call back, but there's still a glimmer of hope. If they liked my video, maybe I'll get a call. Actually, a couple got a couple calls from California, and it pissed me off because they're spam calls. And you know, I'm thinking they're going to be something cool. Nothing. Trey gave him his social security. Yeah, driver's they're, they're license, currently social hacking. security. <laughs> they're currently hacking me. IRA. Yeah, I have no money in my account right now, so that's fun. All right, uh, should we get into some actual content? Uh, let's start off music. March Madness was going to be the lead, but then my boy Logic went and dropped a trailer for his next album, so music is now the lead. Uh, so Logic announced the release date and the new title of his album. It's going to be called Everybody. It was previously set to be called Africarian, uh, with ver- and we'll get into the racial undertones of that and everything. It's set to drop May 5th, and I am fucking pumped. I think I jizzed a little bit when I saw this video. Um, wow. So we all saw the trailer. What were your initial thoughts here? <laughs> Either well, of you guys. We played it in the studio, and... The first thing we tried to do is figure out what the fucking picture was or what the painting yeah. was. Okay, yeah. you got to admit, it's a dope-ass painting. No, it is. Yeah, yeah it no, is. absolutely. Yeah. Is. I think it's like an oil canvas. Uh, yeah, no, it, nice it looked like stroke it, technique. Like, <laughs> uh, Definitely not Photoshop. No. Paint no, by numbers. Very genuine. Sam Spratt. Yeah. He's ab- painted each of Logic's albums. Fun fact. Really? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so my question is, there's like a... <laughs> They they start in on this video that we watched like a robot, and type. it's a, it's focused on a robot, and you're thinking, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, and then you look at and then the the robot's chest has the delta triangle on it, and again you're like, what the fuck's going on here? Then all of a sudden, as it zooms out, you're thinking it's the Last Supper because mm-hmm. they're at a table yeah. and it's just one side, everybody's at it, and then as it zooms further out, you see that everything that he was tra- that the camera was trained on in the painting is literally just one piece of a larger whole. So, maybe some symbolism with that. I want to know what the delta sign on the robot's chest stands for. Okay. I also talked a little bit about uh, when this. It, I think she was a museum curator, and she was talking to kids. Oh about yeah, yeah. The, the like commentary yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah, she was talking about the history of the, the painting in in Logic's album, and she was talking about how back in the day, little a little girl asked, um, you know what? Why is, is this what people? Yeah, is this what they like? looked like? Uh, you know, back then she's like, yeah, you know, people of different races, colors, creeds, mm-hmm. uh, religions, and she was like, but things are different now. And then it just cuts away. Yeah, so, and it says everybody. Yeah. May so, fit. so tell me, tell me about. I personally think it's he's talking about a future where 
everybody has the everybody starts from the same point. Every it's everyone's well, equal yeah. in in some way or another. Okay, let me give some background give me, give on what I know about the album. Then I want to get Brandon's take too. But uh, so initially, this album was set to be called Africarian, and the reason I know this, he was on a podcast. And I don't remember. I think it was uh, the Harmon podcast or something like that. But uh, he is explaining how this album. He actually brings in. Uh, you would know it's the like. I don't know if he has uh, if he's affiliated with NASA, but he's like a. He's some like space guy. Uh, it's Tyson. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, Neil yeah, yeah. Degrassi. Neil Tyson. Yeah. Neil Degrassi. And he has had pictures with him, so maybe he is the narrator for this. I don't know. I'm sure he is. Yeah, and I could see that. But so what I got from the pot, the, the snippet of the podcast that I listened to, and some other you know tweets and stuff like that, he is saying that everybody stems from African roots and everybody has black in them, and he talks about, you know. People get lighter, people become fairer skin, and these are his words, but everybody stems from Africa. So everybody has some African in them and some Aryan in them, Africarian. So initially, you know, it was going to be racially charged, socially, you know, the social awareness of this album is going to be super high. Um, But then then the thing that kind of threw me with this, you know, trailer, we have the robot and... We have the two people who were the narrators of the incredible true story in the painting. So what I'm thinking is it's going to be a continuation of them going to paradise, the the planet, them find you know settling down there, and then maybe starting from the beginning, telling how everybody stems from African roots. Is that what you're thinking, Brandon? Or I mean, we 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 touched on what we think this album will be, you know, a a while back. Yeah. But I mean, what do you think? What were your thoughts on the trailer and the robot and everything? Right. I'm, uh, it, to me, it's a lot of confusion. Um, Nick talked about how he thought it meant that, you know, everybody, there'd be a lot of diversity now is what they're talking about. See, I thought the exact opposite where what she was saying was, yeah, back then there was a lot of different diversity or there was much more diversity and stuff like that. To me, that meant that what he was saying in the future was everybody looked the same. Uh, okay. That, that's... So you're saying, okay, so I could see maybe how it would be like a warning where we're headed. Right. No? Yeah. Is that where you're going yeah. to get now? Yeah. That, yeah, that's what I'm Okay. Thinking. Well, interesting. <clears throat> well, you know, if, if you, if you talk about what, um, if you talk about what the, the Delta triangle means, okay, mathematically, right? Delta apparently means uh, difference is the most common meaning of the uppercase Delta uh, it's simply the difference or change in a certain quantity. This man's so, dropping research on us. I so, like. so in in my opinion, with with if I'm going to look at that on the surface, and we're talking about how it's trained on that robot with the Delta symbol, in my opinion, he's talking about, especially on a robot's chest, he's talking about we're coming from all these different races, but he's saying the future is, it, it to put it lightly, there's going to be one race, in my opinion. Of, okay. Of and, and I think he's talking. He's he's probably um, probably referring to artificial intelligence and how that's that's, right, that's, that's, that's going to be the the yeah. I know I'm kind of nerdy in that way, but <laughs> but I think I think he's going towards that route. That at some point, you know, like we're we're all kind of an endangered species right now. I think that's what he's going with yeah. it. So we need to kind of come together. Oh and, yeah. And uh, and I kind of and I think I think with with the Delta sign on the robot is I think he's saying. That's going to be the the most dominant 
race moving forward. And it's kind so of a caution, it's kind of a, yeah, and it's kind of a cautionary right. sign as hmm. as uh, I don't hate as Brandon it. I like was kind that. of alluding to. So that's kind of what I take from it. Okay. It, he talks about how we're all the same, but we're all we all are different, but we yeah, all come right. come from the okay. same roots. Okay. And logic always, you know, talks about him being, you know, half white, half black. Yeah, exactly. And he always talks about social issues like that. And obviously, right now, and it's a very socially raced world we live in. Maybe he's thinking, you know, if we head down the path of where we currently are at, at least here in America, um, you know, white's going to stay with white and black might stay with black. Um, Yeah, you know, and maybe he's going to try to bridge that gap between, you know, this is where it could be, but I want to alter the course of where we're where we're going. That sounds like a dope ass album. I'm excited. Are you guys I mean, are you guys excited for this? Pumped because, you know, he's one of the most lyrically some artists out there. Hell yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's going to put together a complete. Yeah, it's going to be a cohesive story for sure. You're going to have to listen to every single song. Definitely. If not, you're going to miss them. And he always has the best skits, too. Yeah, for sure. That play into the next song, which plays into the next track, which plays into, you know, continuing the story. So I'm definitely excited. Hell yeah. So, okay, I I do want to touch on a little bit. So as as the, you know, it's panning out in the trailer, we do see, and I touched on a little bit, um, the two characters that narrate in the incredible true story. Now, do you think they are going to be incorporated um, in this album? Do you think the stories are going to intertwine? So do you think it's going to be a futuristic album in that regard? And then looking back on life or like, I feel like with them on the cover, I feel like it has to intertwine a little bit. Yeah. What do well, we think here? Well, he uses a lot of the same symbolism in a lot of what he does. So whether that be outer space or that be AI, uh, I, I think you you have to. I don't want to assume, but I, I guess I'm going to speculate that yeah, it is going to intertwine. Okay. And I think he kind of looks at time as, I think he kind of looks at time as being on a, a a straight line. Okay, he doesn't look at time as being cyclical. So I feel like. He 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 takes everything as a progression and everything that he does. Hmm. He'll take a little bit from from one album from another album and then make it cohesive into his next work, and everything evolves from that point forward. And that that's a sense. that's a good point because you can make. I mean, it's I would say it's a fact, but you can make the argument that uh, under pressure with Thalia, you know, saying the little tidbits of information that that goes into the incredible true story. That's like they are listening to. Under pressure, you, you you picking up what I'm putting down? Like they're listening to it on the spaceship, yeah. and then it goes into yeah. the incre- yeah. So they could all, you know, intertwine together, and it, I I'm excited. It's gonna be cool. Um, so I want to talk about the amount of potential politically driven music that we have coming out. So I mean, obviously none of this has dropped yet, so we can't say for sure. But the potential could be crazy, and I I think we need that type of music in the times that we live in right now. So we have logic with these that you know, we can probably assume that it's going to be very racially socially driven. Uh we have Kendrick who we'll get into uh what he dropped re- uh recently. Um we have Joey Badass which is his album is called All American Badass and the the album cover is kind of a a paisley bandana type of an American flag and um, land of the free. I don't know if you've heard that song or seen that video, but very, very politically driven. And uh, I'm very excited for that album. That's actually coming out on April 7th. So that will be very interesting. Don't overlook that album because it's going to be good. And then who knows, maybe Eminem. He's been, he's been teasing 
an album. He dropped uh, that campaign speech, which, you know, is gunning Trump and all these other political topics. Um, and then he also says Trump's, Trump's a bitch in his, uh, in his feature with Big Sean. So if he is to drop an album in 2017, I foresee it having some political undertones. Brandon, you're the, you're the Eminem guy. What do you think there? Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. Uh, and I think with all of these, I mean, these four artists, that's what you're going to get. Um, Logic's not going to go as much political as more, you know, racial as Mm -hmm. Nick pointed out. Um, Kendrick's definitely going to go political. Um, I don't. But see it could be race too. Well, I feel like. No, absolutely. But I'd say like he'll he'll definitely do racial stuff. But I definitely see him being yeah political about how he goes about it. And I remember when J Cole dropped his album. Uh, me and you were talking about uh, with the world of Trump. I mean, there's no escaping it. Rap rappers are always at the forefront of a movement of being socially and culturally aware. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to capitalize on it, and they're going to voice their opinion on it and they're gonna make it very hurt they don't sugarcoat shit with that yeah i mean i think we just snoop just dropped a video where it shoots donald yeah, Trump in the head i mean that's true the rappers are uh, they might may, may not pay attention on a daily basis to politics but they're gonna speak their mind on it i sure. think i think some of them for sure pay attention on a daily basis to politics though yeah. i think and and some of them so let, hold on, let me let me correct myself they didn't used to sure but sure. now yeah. now things are so it, it, it used to be more about the lifestyle of of the come up in in the projects or what are you, or the hood you're right. talking you're talking about like especially east coast rappers right. okay going back into like the the 80s and the 90s um and then i think somebody like like tupac you look back very 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 politically charged mm. artist who you actually I, you told me the whole um not russian soviet thing right that he had something to do with that. So no, so he not Soviet, so but his, communism. Yeah, so communism. so so his so Tupac's parents were a part of the Black Panthers. Okay, so like Huey Newton, the guy who started that yep. whole thing, that whole movement. Um, and he was actually as a kid, uh, they were very big into it. Um, he, as a kid, he was part of of basically the the I can't remember the exact name of it, but like a youth communism movement in the United States. Um, and so that was kind of the so so kind of peek into his lyrics and think about the background that he came from. I'm excited for that movie. You know, can't fucking wait. So I mean, very very different upbringing than yeah. a lot of people. So and, I mean, are you guys excited for this political type music? I yeah. Mean, do you oh, think yeah. is, that's what we yeah. need in this day and age? Right. Yeah, I, I do. And, and I also go back. We we're talking about you know rappers and their influence and stuff. You know, Eminem in the 2000s was one of the few rappers that was actually speaking out just on actual political stuff. I mean. He, how many times did he reference George Bush and Bill going Clinton. to war for oil and all that stuff? So he, I, 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 Mosh, shout out, yeah, yeah, great song, great song. So I, white America, so toy soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think uh, that's just that's one of Eminem's things. He's 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 always going to speak out politically on stuff, um, and yeah, I, I've always been a fan of music when they when it has a purpose when it when it's telling a story when it's bring light to something that maybe some people don't understand to talk about their upbringing. Uh, that to me has more meaning. Uh, I, I enjoy that type of music more. Uh, so I'm very excited about it. Hell yeah. So if, if all four of those guys drop an album with political and racial and socially aware undertones, I, it, this is going to be a great ass year for music. Yeah. So I'm excited. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our next topic. Um, Kendrick Lamar. He's back, baby. 
Uh, first of all, he posted a cryptic Instagram post on um, March 23rd with the Roman numeral 4. Um, the internet freaked the fuck out. Um, they started making their theories. Uh, did it mean that he was going to start rolling out his fourth studio album? Uh, did it have something to do with the Black Hippie since there are four members? Um, what else do we have here? Uh, was it a Bible reference? Is it is the album going to come out in the fourth month, April? Um, and then that night, Kendrick dropped the song The Heart Part 4, which is a series I actually have not heard uh, you know, one through three, but this song is amazing. I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to listen to it. Um, I actually have four parts. I think it just has. I think it just has one. Because that's like no, no. Yeah, the, that's like uh, wait. What bitch do you please mean? Two. The song. The song <laughs> with, itself. With Snoop and Eminem. Like, there's a bitch please two. But there's not. But there's one? not actually just. Oh a bitch really? Please. And I think he's, I think, I think there he are... is alluding to his fourth album though. I think he is because at the end of that song. Um, he says April the seventh. Yeah, get your shit together. Yeah. yeah. So I think. I mean, who knows? They they always do some innocuous things behind right. the scenes. So I, we'll we'll see what happens. But I think he's alluding to his fourth. Yeah, album. I don't think it's actually. This is the fourth. Let me heart. let me let me look though, just to make sure. I think I honestly I I think there are other parts because I saw some people on Twitter talking about how in the previous parts he also announced the album release in a subtle way. Huh. Okay. So. I don't know that we'll, for a fact. We'll, but we'll research. We'll yeah. research that. And we'll, all right, we'll move on, but you can uh, do some research there. So, um, first of all, who do you think K Dot is coming at in the song? Have you, have you guys heard the song? I've listened to it a couple times. Yeah. Okay, so he's clearly coming at somebody. He says his fans can't wait for me to sun your punk ass. You a scared little bitch. So, initially, with that, who says little bitch all the time? It's Big Sean. That's a niche. That's what the internet thinks. I personally don't see it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think he's coming at Big Sean in this? I, I have no idea. No idea. It's straight speculation at this point for sure. So uh, here's God. another little background tidbit, and I have not heard this song, but people are on people on the internet sphere are saying that in a song that didn't make Big Sean's album, it's called uh, No More Interviews, he says something that is kind of throwing shade at Kendrick. So maybe this is a response to that. I don't know. Um, I honestly think so. So you go back to Control, Kendrick's Control verse, which quite honestly might be the greatest verse in the history of rap. I, I'll, I'll boldly say Whoa. that. I'll, I'll boldly right say that. Uh, Fiery but, take. <laughs> but um, I think it's more of a sport. I think he sees it. As he sure. wants, he wants yeah, to sure. see all these rappers rise to his talent and come out with something challenging him. So, do you see this song as something to that effect, or is he coming at somebody? Well, well typically, he's the type though that he has substantial music with with very dense lyrics, and so I think I think typically he's not for sport. A lot of rappers are like you look at like. I hate to reference this because I don't even look at this, you know, who I'm about to mention as a legitimate straight rap artist. I would say he's like a pop, R&B, rap, chameleon, crossover, hybrid. There you go. Okay. So the whole thing with him and Meek Mill. Yeah. I mean, you really think they had a real beef? I mean, I think, I don't know, I think, man. I think, I think any press is good press for these guys. And so it, it's, it gives them an opportunity to continue to keep their names in the headlines. 
so but somebody like Kendrick, I feel like is typically when he has something to say uh, and he puts it on a track and releases it, he's doing it for a purpose. Okay, so you're leaning more that he is coming at somebody I, I and it's he, not for sport. I think he is. Okay, yeah, I think he is. Brandon, what do you think? The only Let thing me. I would I would say about that is for me, I would have thought Kendrick would have put someone's name on it. He, okay. he would have made it very clear. So he, so he wouldn't run around it. He, yeah. He would just so you're leaning more it. towards yeah. its sport. Or I think it's more are sport. you something, saying I, something else? I think it's more sport. I, I would have thought Kendrick would have been the type of rapper to say, you know, Big Sean, fuck you, and here's my line for you. Okay. You know, but okay. I could be wrong. Again, it's all speculation at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to throw out this name, and really I haven't seen this on the internet, but um, – I don't know if you guys know Jay Electronica. Yeah. I don't know specifically what Jay Electronica. Who the hell would hate Jay? He all he does is do a random verse every. Yeah. Well, that that's true. But he (laughs) he said something, and I don't know what it is or if it was a song or in an interview. But he said something about Kendrick. The only reason I know this is because Absol in his intro to his album, basically, he he came at Jay Electronica for Kendrick. So I don't know if this is at J Electronica. Huh. I, I don't know. I see it more as sport. Um, I do see what you're saying, Nikki boy, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. All right. Um, did you guys see the alleged track list? Did you guys happen to click I, on that I link? I glanced over it. Glanced over not, it. I, I'll, I'll kind of give you the tidbits. So, all right. Um, first of all, I'll ask you: Do you, do you guys care? Because this shit looks super legit, and I would hate to spoil it for you if you're the type of guy who wants to to be like surprised on no, the album release no, day. I, I'm I'm cool with it. All right, all right, Brandon, you good? I've I think I've kind of shown yeah, you. Yeah. Seen it, yeah. Okay. So features. If this is the legit track list, which it really does look like it could be, your boy, my boy, AP, Anderson oh, Pack. Hell yeah. Most underrated artist in the game right now. I, I agree. Kanye West, production credit and a feature. Of course. Andre yeah. 3000, Q-Tip from A Tribe Called Quest. Yep. Some of the normal features that he has on, like, um, on, I don't know if any of them were on Good Kid, Mad City, but to Pimp a Butterfly, Anna Wise, you got Bilal, I think that's how you say her name, Bilal, whatever. Um, who else? We'll Thundercat. Thundercat. <laughs> Thundercat. Has trouble announcing. I'm like Dave Portnoy oh, in that, had, in that he regard. He has trouble oh, enunciating. Huh? <laughs> With names, yes. Yeah, no, he can't read names. I can't read names to, for shit. But anyway. He has a slight touch of dyslexia. That's right. <laughs> I could. I could. Maybe. Right. I need to get that checked, maybe. Yeah, but anyway, so, you know, this is the most in-depth track alleged track list that I've ever seen. It has production credits. It has sample references it has the names of the songs it has how long the songs are it has the features it has everything Pretty i think the only thing that it doesn't have which i didn't see maybe it does is the album name that's really the yeah. only thing that i couldn't see but um if that is the track list if those are the features what do you guys think he's bringing in some ogs yeah he's bringing in some 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 fire some, oh yeah yeah with with andre and q-tip and, yeah kanye and, uh, kanye and uh, but then a little bit of new blood as well, a little bit of that West Coast flavor. Who, yeah, uh, you know, you know me. If if anybody's not on on AP Anderson Pack right now, you you need to to you know reflect on your your brand musical have you, insight. Have you started Malibu yet? Yeah, yeah. Venice though, have you gotten uh, Venice? I, I still need that on my shit. phone. Oh honestly. my goodness! Gracious. But they're both amazing. What I mean, what are your thoughts on Malibu, bro? 
Oh, it's good. Is it? Did it? Did it live up to what? How we hyped it? You've you've hyped it pretty high. I called the man. I'll just say, I've I, only, listened, I will I've only say, listened like start to finish through it once. I mean, I haven't given it the, the time right. it needs yet. But. That's fair. I will say on our first podcast, I may or may not have called AP the new prince. So that's a yes, pretty hot yes, take. Yes, that's exactly. But you're, what, you're that's with exactly me. what he. Hell is. yeah! He he is so dynamic and diverse. I mean, he can play fifty thousand different instruments. He yeah. can sing R and B. He can rap. He can write. Um, he's witty. He he also can. And let's put it this way too: um, a lot of his his lyrics and and you just look at the album art on the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's almost like the the Salvador Dali of rap. If, if, if you guys are familiar with who that is, yeah. artist, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, just very trippy, very very modern, uh, just just unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, he's he's opi- a stud. But in, but in my opinion, and I know we're getting off track here a little bit, but Malibu is a great album. But his 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 debut his debut album Venice that's what does it for you. Go ahead and listen to that all the way through. Right. You'll you'll listen to the first song and you'll blink and all of a sudden you're you're on the final track <laughs> and you're gonna be like, holy shit! I just went down a rabbit hole of just absolute greatness. Yeah, I mean trippy it, greatness. So he has not gotten the credit he deserves. Paint, paint, paint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. All right, getting back on Kendrick real quick before we move into uh, Brandon's takes on more life. Uh, producer Psych Sense said that K-Dot's upcoming album is some of the hardest shit he's heard in a long time. Oof. Also says Oof. it sounds um, like it's not the jazzy tape you'd think. It sounds like Memphis. I don't know what that means. Also said that um, he is bringing some youngsters and some new up-and-coming producers. So um, look out for that. The, uh, Kendrick said that in an interview back, I think, maybe a month ago or so, he said the album will sound urgent and may touch on subjects like God and women growing up. So okay. I, we, me, Brandon and I have talked about this, but I wanted to get uh, your thoughts on just that there. Well, I, I think it's, it's, it's vintage Kendrick. Where So are you, do you think it's going to be more to Pimp a Butterfly or Good Kid Mad City or something completely different? I mean, they, just based they're, on that, they're saying which is it. They're saying it goes hard, but again, I mean, this is a guy who's known for touching on social issues. Yeah, I mean, he's touched on on things from, uh, you know, Reagan era politics to race. Which so, it's funny you say that. Um, a tra- a name of the, one of the tracks is I think Richard Nixon. What was it, Brandon? We talked about that one. It's like Richard Nixon era, something like that. Yeah. Well, what do you? I mean, there well, you go. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be obviously it's gonna be very heavy hitting and it's going to be again uh, very substantial lyricism like like always. But in terms of the vibe, I'm gonna go ahead and say that he's gonna tone it down a little bit. He's okay. gonna he's gonna slow it up a little bit. Um, More singing. No. In the same interview, I don't know, or I don't know about not, singing, not but, the same interview, but he did say he would be open to doing an album where he just sings. Really, I don't foresee that being this. That album, could be but. down the road. I, I I think it's gonna be more soulful. Okay, I wouldn't hate sense. that. Brian, you have any takes on the upcoming Kendrick album? Uh, just the one verse I'm most excited about is definitely from Andre 3K. Hell yeah! Every time he puts a, a verse out, it's fucking gold. So, well, hoping that this is the right yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, I'm assuming that which it is. I which feel it could like, be not. It, yeah, it could exactly. Be wrong, but. but I feel like I feel like if it wasn't the legit tracklist, um, the president of Top Dog. Entertainment, who is very active on social media, would have said something already. And to my knowledge, he has not. 
said anything about that being a fake track list. Um, I also, uh, do you guys think it is going to come out on the seventh or do you think we'll get like a single? What do you, what do you guys I always think? say whatever they say the release date is, it's a fucking lie. Okay. Everybody so always so, so music in the last line of that, of the song, to. he says, y'all have till April the 7th to get your shit together. Do you think that means that's the first single or the album? I, I hope it's the damn album, but I can you see him both. pulling something where it's just a single. Yeah, I, I, I could see him pulling it, but again, I don't think he will. I think he is going to come out. I think it's going to be the I album. I think he is. Brandon, album or single? Unless, it, unless, unless he's stalling. Like, you know, you get some artists where they're saying, oh, yeah, it's going to be this date, and then they stall for three yeah, months. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, I don't, like, I don't believe, you. Well, I don't, I don't believe <laughs> one damn release date ever. Lil yeah. Wayne fucked Until, me on it, then Drake's been doing it for the last fucking seven years, it feels like. Dr. Dre, where the fuck is... Uh, Detox? Detox. <laughs> So Compton became Detox. <laughs> Detox was supposed to drop in like or the 2000. Other way <laughs> yeah. It's 2017. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, no, I refuse to believe that a rapper can say this is what day it's coming out and it's actually coming out. So until it's on the shelves, you, uh, yep. You don't believe it. Shit, you're old school on the shelves. I'm old school. I haven't seen an album on I'm, shelves I'm, I since buy 96. Is this on the vinyl? Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> I will go buy an album if I love it. You got your you got your your mono my uh, CD your player. mono gramophone going. My or gramophone. Yep. Yep. Wow. All right. Uh, we we broke down more life in our last podcast, Nick and I. Yeah. But I want to get Brandon's takes on more life. Uh, go ahead, young blood. Yeah, twenty-two tracks, lots of features, right. tons of different vibes. Um, more life already broke the single day streaming record on Spotify and I believe Apple Music as well. Um, it has streamed an estimated six hundred million times in its first week. Um, he also earned the seventh number one album in his discography. Um, Is it? I thought it was a playlist. Yeah, exactly. That's that's playlist, one of the questions I have for you. Production. So why is it a playlist and not an album? Album. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is there. Um, so I listened to what you guys were talking about last week, and for most of the part, I agree. Uh, to me, my favorite song was actually the first one, Free Smoke. I thought that was the, like the one. Free Smoke, Free Smoke. Yeah, the, the one where we actually got like real Drake bars, which was nice. Um, I loved Glow. Glow was Hell awesome. Hell yes. I, there's just something about that that uh, I really puts a enjoy. smile on your face. Yeah, absolutely. I love that shit. Uh, and then you guys talked about. I mean, Drake is he he's gonna give his stuff to the masses. Uh, he he doesn't want. He's almost like uh, the he's like the guy that doesn't want to offend anybody, right? Like, uh, which kind of pisses me off. I'd uh, rather well, well, do be something crazy, friend, until yeah. someone snaps on him. Yeah. Kind of well, you were right. saying before it came out that you wanted to push the boundaries and do something different. Right. So do you think he did? No. No. Okay. I don't think so. I, but it was. It, okay. It, he pushed more boundaries than he did on views. But I think part of that is he had 22 songs on this. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he has to do a little bit more. Um, but, no. I, I. So this is what I thought. Drake isn't going to give us that unique side of him until um, later on in his career. I think it's going to be a reflective album. Um, so he's going to retire, come back, and then not he's retire, but he's just going to take weird. some time away. Brief sabbatical. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's going to go on his Mormon mission. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, religious jokes are great. <laughs> uh, me, me and Nick went to Catholic school. So we're we good little Catholic school jokes. boys. So you know we're just a couple scoundrels. Uh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I, I, to me, I, I, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's not good, not care. great. Um, it's not. 
nothing was the same. Nothing was you didn't the same. Tickle your pickle, is that what you're saying? No, I mean, I, I, I did. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. It's not something. And another hard part is it's not something that you. I'm gonna have 22 new songs in my rotation. I mean, yeah, that's just not yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, you, you guys are gonna hate me for this, but I, I, I wouldn't say I was hating on it last podcast when we talked about it, but I definitely was like, you know, this Jamaican dancehall stuff is really strange. But Passion Fruit's the one you're listening Hold to. Hold up. Huh? No, incorrect. Oh, other way around. The past week, I've been on Blem in the gym. Oh, telling you're putting you right that now, into your vocabulary. Get, getting the, getting the blood pumping. You know, just just in there being chunky, but trying to strive for my goals. Do you guys want to go to the bar and get Blem this weekend? Uh, yeah, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. Let's, That's going to be let's my new this, word. Let's listen to some British grime. It's going to be like <laughs> our cucks. Blem is going to be our cuck. What do you guys there, think of that? There we go. No? Uh, I think there's something there. Something I think there's there. Something there. But okay. I, that song's been on repeat, and I can't shake it. But God. But then Unruly. Again, yeah. Or or Madiba Rhythm. I Madiba like Rhythm. I like that. I like that one too. That's a good song. Yeah. But yeah. There's a lot of good songs. I mean, look, I'm not hating on it. There's, there's some for every of, little feeling and yeah, different. Yeah. You know. That's 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 him. He's yeah, a he's great. a he's yeah. a he's a sensory artist. He wants you to feel everything, which is great. Shows his diversity. I feel like, but. I feel like again, his music appeals to the masses, like like Brandon just touched on. So, not saying that you're getting cookie cutter type of stuff, but he wants he wants everyone from six year old little girls listening to his music to thirty uh, year old dope slangers in uh, Miami Gardens. Okay? okay, like that's okay. he wants he wants everyone to in, encapsulate them in, in his fan base, which is great. But I wouldn't call it a rap album or playlist production by any means. I mean, it's. It's dancey, it's poppy, it's kind he's, he's it's a hybrid. singy, it's rappy, it's everything. It's, so yeah. I can't call it I can't right. call it a rap album. I it goes can't. it goes back to the the twenty sixteen election where everything was is it politically correct. Drake is politically yes. correct. Yes, yeah. Uh he I mean, he's gonna give you four or five songs for when you're feeling sad. He's gonna give you four or five songs when you wanna dance. He's gonna give you four or five, you know, just straight turn. Right, he he's the rapper that your mom turns on the Grammys and goes, "Oh my God, he's so charming. He's yeah. so he's such a nice boy. Like that's that's who he is. He wants that. He it, wants, it, it, yeah, and he really true. does want that. Okay, it's true. And, and the crazy thing about that is, after going to the Drake concert, you see a whole diverse group, but then he only he doesn't really play like stuff for like six year old little girls when he's there. No, kind of no, funny. but I gotta tell you right now, Future had me going. Oh though. shit! Here we go. I, sat, my, I sat down. That's oh, all right. All right. God. All right. So, <laughs> oh my god. All right. So were you more? This is what I heard. What Future was up. You need to turn up your hearing aid then because he's, he's this is fire. A, he's the biggest future fan. No, so. I know. That's why I wanted to get him going a little bit. But he's no. fire. I don't care what you no, say. No, all right, all right. Where he's you got a niche. He's got a niche, and it's the trap game, and nobody can touch him. You need closed captioning to understand it. <laughs> we'll, we'll go ahead and put that together for you. Once you know the lyrics, you're like, oh shit. Okay. No, all right. So were you more hyped when Future came out or when Drake came out with the Drake letter jacket? Oh, that's God. that's a tough that question is, right there. I was for for those of you who aren't aware. I mean, I'm a huge Drake University basketball fan, uh, even though we've won 14 combined games in the last two years. <laughs> Shout out Missouri Still Valley than Iowa State football. That is true. Nobody can touch Iowa State football's uh, disgustingness and <laughs> lack of success. I mean, that's that's a whole new level. But. But no, I mean, I was when he came out in that Letterman, like I was kind of screaming like a little schoolgirl. I kind of was. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh but, my God. but that lasted. But yeah, that was pretty much that was the tone. That was it. But I will say I this: love you, 
went kind of yeah yeah kind of <laughs> but it lasted it lasted about 30 seconds and then i was like all right dope like got a few pictures snapped of it whatever it's gonna make for a good conversation everyone who hates on my squad but then you know i but it was the future futures damn well, he's going future going, over the school i'm going future and the only wow. reason, and the only reason why i am is because he's the type of guy that if if you're trying to get fucked up if you're trying if 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 you're trying, I don't care what you're doing. If you're if you're smoking, if you're drinking lean, if you if you're drinking alcohol, beer, hard liquor, I don't care what. Or if you're just high on life, I don't care. He's gonna make you feel something. He's gonna make you. That's the gonna, only thing he's gonna do. But but that, you're gonna but, turn up and but, then you're but, gonna but be like. But what? you know what though? But Alan Hendricks though. I'll yeah, yeah, Hendricks, yeah Hendricks. Hendricks, which, Hendricks is the exception. Which give me this Hendricks right. Tell me this right now. Was that not a? Did you not enjoy that album? No, I did. That, that was Hendricks by Thank far you. Drake's best. Or, Future's yes. best album. Yeah. Oh, okay, and that's fair. But Fight. It, but no, 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 no. Here we no, go. No. But 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 you know, it's like he's the type of the type of artist where he knows his place. Okay, he knows what he's good at, and he sticks to it with different variations. So we're not going to get that's, a political album from him. I mean, <laughs> could well, you imagine? Okay, let, but let's put it this way: <clears throat> if you if you look at his his lyrics, okay, which I understand you guys think it's like a different language or from a different planet. No, just live. Live, I okay. could I couldn't understand okay. one word that motherfucker said. But like, but like, look <laughs> at the song March Madness, though. Like last year, <laughs> the national right? anthem. But like last year, he was talking about on March Madness, just even though it was it was it was part of this Fifty Six Nights with DJ Esco, but that was like the the hit from from that in. And then in, in that song, he's talking about he's talking about uh, people in the hood getting shot up by police and blah blah blah, and then somehow tying that into, you know, basketball. Yeah, tie, but he's tying it into March Madness, that time of year where we're not thinking about stuff like that. We're thinking about hooping, right? But then he's also so talk- he's an onion. You got to peel back peel some back layers. those layers. They might be a little stinky, okay? <laughs> they might, they, but he's. I feel like he's a lot more talented than he, than you give him credit for. All and right, I think he saw that right. in his last album. But he's the trap god. I don't care what anybody says. You put anyone else in the in the trapper game up to him. It's not even close. Lil Yachty. No, I'm just kidding. By the, just way, kidding. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Chase Minnesota wants March Madness to be the new national anthem for the United States of America. Huh. Okay. Interesting. One shining moment. <laughs> All right. So, Brandon, views or more life? That's tough. Uh, I would probably go more life right now. I agree. Just, I mean, there's more selection on it. So, I mean, that's kind of an easy bailout. Um, what do you think is going to be the radio hit besides fake love? Was it passion fruit? Yeah, it's called. I agree with that one. Yeah. It's actually in the uh, production log for uh, iHeart Radio right now. I played it as a bump music today. Fun fact. Yep. So there you go. You, you've had some. I got to give you credit. When I tuned into KXNO yesterday, or actually past couple of days. Yeah. You've had some some good little bump jams. You really have. I thank gotta you. Thank give, you. I got to give. Credit I pride myself on due. that. I pride myself on that. I, like, I played a little Post Malone. Yeah. When well, a little well, Drake, well, a little when, Kendrick. Yeah, when Drake had hired their new head coach, he played Post Malone. Congratulations. And I was like, oh, shit, this I guy. I do what I can. I do what I can. I, I, solid. I do what I, I can. I loved it. All right. Um, do you have any bones to pick with the playlist? I just wish he would have tried something new. And called uh, it an album? Yeah. Well, I wish he would have given it to us on time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, are you disappointed with the lack of uh, a weekend feature or J-Lo? Or, I know yeah, we talked I about wanted that. weekend and J-Lo. I, know we I was about pissed when I didn't get right. the weekend. He did uh, admit that he drunk texted J-Lo. Yeah. So. Old number, so it bounced back. Yep. <laughs> free smoke, free smoke. That one, that one goes hard. All right. Any, uh, any last words on, on more life for you? Slightly disappointing. <laughs> 
Really? Damn, you just dropped that on us. Slightly disappointing, really. Yeah. I liked it more than views, though. I think yeah. views, when well, I views first heard views, I was underwhelmed. When I heard more life, I'm like, all right, no, I was I like satisfied. It. Again, again, you have to understand, I like it. But Drake is at the point right now where he, he, he set the expectations so high. And, and it's what's, hard to what's get the there. high expectation? Is it take care or nothing was the same? To or me, if you're to reading me, this. To me, the gold standard is take care. Uh, yeah. If you're and reading this too late, I think that, he, that's Well, well that's he's right your typical there. runaway valuation. I mean, imagine imagine being like a startup in San Fran and you're valued at like two hundred million coming out for your initial public offering. This man's going. Two, sorry, two, did I say two hundred grand? Two hundred million, yeah. right? <laughs> so it's like when you got to meet those expectations, and, and you're, it's hard. Yeah, and your valuation starts dive bombing, and your your shares it, it start to right. you know go it, down. It's like you, there's nothing you can do. I mean, I feel like he's kind of. I don't want to say he's played out, but. Have we seen Pete he needs Drake to, He yet? needs to take a break from the game. But, yeah, no, I, I he needs agree, and, and he's going to, I think. Uh, well, I put that a little tidbit on Do Not Disturb, the last song. He says, I'll be back in 2018. Right, and I think he's, he's going to start doing some more acting. But, I'd be all right But to Nick's point, too, I mean, once you get so high, uh, we, we nitpick. That's what yeah. we do. I mean, yeah. we try to find imperfections in We're everything. We're critics, baby. He, he's like LeBron in basketball. Right. I, I, I'm... I've, God, I don't like LeBron at all. I respect his game to the utmost level. But, but people will nitpick everything he does. Right, absolutely. And I'm, and I'm one we, of those nitpickers because he is great. He is. Right. It, the The way our society is, we we don't want greatness to succeed. We want greatness to fail. Yeah, we want to see it We want to see it burn to the ground. Right. And that's, that's, that's just what it is. So, uh, okay. again, I, I liked it. I, it's not me saying it's slightly disappointing. Isn't I hate this fucking album. It sucks. I liked it. It just it could have been more. Okay. Have we, is, have we seen peak Drake? Is he going to be on the decline? No, I, I think he's going to take a couple of years, do some acting. He's going to come back with fire? Yeah. Okay. I think, I think the best of Drake is still to come. All right. Uh, let's get into some, some sports now. March Madness. Um, we just had the Elite Eight. North Carolina beat Kentucky on a... Luke May buzzer beater. Yeah, buzzer beater. It Shout was dope Luke as May. hell. Uh, South Carolina beat Florida in the upset, 77-70. Gonzaga beat Xavier, 83-59. Oregon, 74. Kansas, 60. I guess you could call that an upset as well. Thoughts on the Elite Eight? Any, uh, I mean, obviously the game that stood out was North Carolina-Kentucky, right. but uh, what were your thoughts on the Elite Eight, boys? We got we got the game of the tournament in Carolina-Kentucky, yep. without a doubt. Uh, lived up to everybody's expectations, um, even succeeded some. Uh, that was. Were you that, were you uh, surprised as, as, as at a, who hit the buzzer? As beater? a Carolina fan, well, kind of. Well, you know what happened. You know my beef is with Theo Penson, the small forward for sure, Carolina. I fucking sure. hate that dude. And as soon as he got the ball, I was like, "Fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck! Pass it, pass it, pass it." Yeah, he every did. time he got the damn ball, yeah, you were screaming. He's that. so terrible on offense. But anyway, passed it, and right when Luke May got it, I knew that shit was going. On. He's been money the last two games. I think he has like thirty-three points over the last two yeah, games. Yeah, he does. He's shooting like sixty-six percent. So uh, Luke May's been feeling it. Shout out to him. He was a walk-on. Uh, he's been absolutely crushing it. So that was by far to me the game of the tournament so yeah. far. What's been a little bit of an underwhelming tournament. Well, I think it's been underwhelming because some of the matchups that we were looking for in the later rounds, uh, the committee fucked us and put them in the first weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we were talking I, about is, Wichita. Okay, yeah, this is, I, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, Nick, I know you'll feel passionate about Wichita State. Yeah. And this has been right when the brackets came out. I was tweeting about it, and I've been talking about it a lot. Every the Who got in and who got out, I thought, 
you know what? That's fine. It doesn't matter. The story of when the committee announced the bracket was everybody seemed to be really overseeded or really underseeded. Yeah. And let's yeah. think about that. Wisconsin gets, I think they get second in the Big Ten. Uh, they make it to the Big Ten championship game. They're uh, eight seed. Minnesota, who Wisconsin swept, finished below in the Big Ten conference. Got a five. And they even make the turn uh, the yeah. tournament cha- championship. And they're a five. Yeah. And, and the, what the what the committee was doing with the seating made no yeah. logical sense. Yeah. And what do you do when you do that? When you overseed a team, what do you do? Minnesota, you you, you screw them because now they're going to get yeah. upset by a. 12 seed, Middle mm-hmm. Tennessee State. And what do you do to Wisconsin Which, when you underseed them? Yeah. You hurt the teams above them. Yeah. You hurt Villanova because Villanova shouldn't have had to play a Wisconsin well, well, in the second well, round. Well, you, you imagine when John Calipari saw that bracket and he saw Wichita State in the second or round. Or Dayton. Yeah, well, Dayton's a team that's yeah, made the lead eight yeah. two years ago, too. You, you imagine what he had to be thinking. He had to be thinking, they're trying to fuck me. Yeah, he's the, That's what exactly the what he's thinking. But but you know what, though? Let's, let's be real here. It's all about dollars and cents with the, NC, right. with the NCAA. It's all about matchups. Like, for example... Northern Kentucky and Kentucky matched up in the first yeah. round. And two yeah, years ago, was it two years ago, Kansas, Wichita State. Yeah, yeah. And and I think was that that was in the round of thirty two as well, was yeah. it not? Or yeah. was that to go to the Elite Eight? No, I think that was thirty two. So so you know, it's uh I mean long long story short, you know, the biggest thing this time around this year, what they did with the seating is they placed their and they even came out and said it, they placed their emphasis on strength of schedule. So that's why a team like Minnesota who went out and scheduled everybody and their mom in the in the non-con right. got a higher seed because guess what they're trying to eliminate good mid-major teams that's what it comes down to and that's why it screws up the 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 bracket because now when instead of having strength of schedule being just another factor mm-hmm. they weight that higher so right. if you're if you're a if you're a power 5 team and let's say like for example Minnesota i i you know their record i think they won like 21 games okay you're not a five seed if you won 21 games. Yeah, I don't and you care. Lost, I think they lost 10 games. But here, yeah, and, well, yeah. And here's the sad part about it is they'll count good losses for these power five. Right. Teams. It doesn't hurt them, right? And it doesn't hurt them. They'll say, "Oh, well, you played, you played nine top 100 teams. Now you went two and seven, and two, seven. Of the, and two of those teams were in the top 30 RPI wise. So we're gonna give you two good wins and, and seven good losses. Well, but then when you take a team like Illinois State, who had an RPI of like thirty, yeah. right, and mm-hmm. you don't even put them in, what you're saying to them is, "Hey, you're in a smaller conference. You don't get to pick and choose who you play. You got to beg right. that team at at the Power Five teams' doorsteps just to play you one time, possibly on their home court, as opposed to a home and home." So, it it you're gonna have to pitch a perfect game in, in the non-con if you're from a, a conference like the MVC. Which, by the way, the MVC for for quote unquote mid major. Is historically is one of the most respected. Right. Mid- it's it's usually the best non power five conference out there year in and year out. You can usually tell how mid majors are going to do going in the committee when you see how many Missouri Valley teams are in. Sure, sure, they are kind of the gold standard sure. for mid majors. In in in, unfortunately, you know, it, it was all based on strength of schedule, and and it's uh, and you know, like you saw Dan Moeller for Illinois State tweet out. Ole Miss, somebody in play, play us. You right. know, we'll, we'll play anybody anywhere. Now, we'll, also, it, it was also kind of a down year for the MVC. Oh, absolutely. Let's not, let's not pretend it wasn't. Oh, absolutely. No again, doubt. Again, I, I, Illinois State. You, I see it both ways. I, I don't. Again, my beef wasn't who got in, who got out. This, sure. The bubble this year was fucking terrible. It was. It was. But, but the seating <laughs> and what they did was just fucking awful. Because like Villanova, Villanova is a Final Four team. But you know what? They shouldn't have played Wisconsin in the second fucking round. No. No, uh, it, it just from a, from a matchup standpoint, it was terrible for them because because they had height 
And they're going to slow it down. And when they were thick, too. I mean, that's a team that's built to make deep runs. Right. It's a defensive team that slows down possessions and can bang in the paint. And, you know, uh, Villanova was missing Ochifu or Ochifu, whatever the hell his name was. And, uh, you know, so they really did not have a big presence in the paint. That was the worst matchup that Villanova could have asked for. Absolutely. Once they get through that game, though, I felt like they they could have ran through it. Well, yeah, they would have. Fucking Duke got beat, and South Carolina comes out of that region. Um, so I, that was, we haven't really talked about that as a whole. That was my biggest beef with this NCAA sure. tournament. And what, what, so what it did was it took away a lot of upsets. Um, and then what it did was it gave us better second round games, but those second round games shouldn't have happened. Those second round games should have been third round. Those games. should have been sweet 16 elite eight games. Yes, I agree. Okay. Okay. Um, but the, to me, uh, the Elite Eight games, I think the Kansas game was obviously the most shocking. Uh, not that Oregon won, but just how bad Kansas played. Outside of Frank Mason, uh, Devontae Graham couldn't make a fucking shot. He was horrible. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, who's going to be top five pick, he wasn't very good yeah. either. Well, you know, Oregon, I, I've I've been able to, to really keep up on them because, again, I'm, I'm an MVC fanatic. Dana Altman, former coach at Creighton, love watching his teams play, but you know what? Oregon, and, and, you know, this is always up for debate, but to me, Oregon is the longest, most athletic team in the country. So, even with Boucher Ooh, being hurt. I, I disagree. Even with Boucher. Well, okay. Shit! So, so I, I would like to hear who you think the most athletic team is, real quick. North Carolina. Okay. So, that, and, and, and like I said, you can, you can argue this just because, yeah. a million different ways. Right, just because... Justin Jackson's like six seven, six eight. Theo Pinson's like six five. Sure. Isaiah Hicks is six nine. Kenny Meeks is six ten. Uh, they just have so much fucking length. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna tell you this right it's now. It's a problem. I'm gonna tell you this right now. UNC opened at a four and a half point favorite over Oregon. Okay. Yeah. And obviously Oregon has Boucher out, which Jordan Bell's come in and oh, he's destroyed been a fucking everybody. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you this right now. No, you you will have trouble guarding Dylan Ennis. Okay, and you'll have trouble guarding Brooks. Well, yeah, everybody's gonna have trouble with Brooks. Well, I'm just, I mean, but he's, I'm just he's telling you, and, and that's a guy, that's a guy that again, Oregon was a one seed last year. I right. thought they were underseeded this year, um, in my opinion. Well, they got hurt because of Boucher going out. The committee sure. took that in. Sure, which fair I don't, or not, which I, don't I don't which I don't think that's fair personally because I think you yeah. gotta look at body of work. But and, to me, also. There's not a, a difference between a two and a three to me for the most part. No, no. No, we're splitting hairs at right. that point. Uh, but it but it definitely helps. And in, in, in this tournament was misseeded, so I guess it might not even help that right. you get a two over a three. Right. But in my opinion, Oregon is the type of team that will run the floor and throw it down on your face. And yeah, but nobody runs better than Carolina does. We're we're gonna find out. Because I thought <laughs> that, the, that'll be a because fun I game. thought the ACC yeah, gives- I thought the ACC and, and and listen, I'm not basing this on you know, ACC bringing nine teams in and having one left after right. in the Sweet 16. Because it's one and done term. Yeah, it's, it's, I right. mean, people overhype that all the time. I'm just telling you, watching the Pac 12's top teams this year, oh, and yeah, watching no the doubt. ACC, I really thought the West Coast, East Coast bias really fucked the Pac 12 this year. Well, the Pac 12 just didn't have the depth that the ACC did, Wait, as in just a number of sure, quality teams. Sure. But at the top, absolutely. The, the UCL, UCLA, Oregon, and Arizona. Right. Those three teams, in my opinion, going into turning all three, all three could have won. All three could have. I thought about picking one of the three to win it all in my bracket. Hmm. Okay, um, it's. 
I thought those those three teams are as good as anyone. So I think it's going to be a great game, Carolina and Oregon. You could pick it either way. I think the four and a half points is is steep. I think you got to take Oregon to cover the spread. I think, I mean, obviously, maybe not take them to win straight. I think they'll win straight up. I think a lot of people at the very least you should take them to cover that yeah. four and a half points. Okay. Carolina point. got four and a half because they're Carolina. People are sure. going to bet on Carolina. Sure, it's That's, an emotion. It's, oh, such. It's a name they're, brand. They're, well, they're like, they're, they're like the, the Green Bay Packers and the Yankees and the Cowboys. Right. So much emotional money put on those teams. Right. Sure. You sure. know, so if they're a four and a half point favorite, really they're, they're a two, two and a half point favorite. Right. And, and also, reality. with how good of a game and how fun of a game that game will be to watch, it'll be just the opposite. Gonzaga, South Carolina is going to be fucking awful to watch. Well, that's why I was, I any, know, chan- any chance South oh. Carolina makes a upset? Let's put it this way. That team, I don't care what you say, name brand plays into this, the perception of the program. Frank Martin is as good a coach as anybody out there. Oh, absolutely. That program was dog shit. That program was basically the Drake Bulldogs. That's what that program was. And they were what Mizzou basketball is right now. Do you understand that South Carolina, when he got there, has an 18,000-seat arena, and they were drawing about 3,000 people? Yeah, they were terrible. Wow. You talk about apathy. So, but I'm going to tell you straight up. The way that that team is playing and what the leadership of Cinderius Thornwell, who is an absolute man. He's the best player people don't know about. If, if, people, if he'll get drafted, oh, whatever, yeah. te- whatever team picks him up, is going to get an absolute bulldog. It'll be like Kawhi Leonard. He won't. Oh, yeah. He won't be as big of an. Uh, he won't be as good as yeah. Kawhi. Leonard, but he'll be like a miniature Kawhi. He's going to be good. Whoever yep. drafts him is going to get a quality player, a tough, hard-nosed, quality, skilled player. And I'm telling you right now, I would not be shocked if if they upset Gonzaga. I would not be shocked. I'm not. I mean, again, I'm not going to put the mortgage on it. But if if push comes to shove, if, if they pull it off, I'm not going to sit there with my jaw dropped like, oh my god, because they're playing as well as anyone. They okay. really are. They, I mean, you put up 65 points on a Duke team who does not play defense, but 65 points in one half. There, there, are, there, there are tons of teams out there that don't put 65 points up, uh, you know, in a full game all year long. I mean, that unbelievable yeah. watching them close that game out. And I think everybody thought that they shot their load after that. Yeah, this is a team of destiny, whether you like it or not. So okay. we're going to find out. All right, so you, you guys want to make some picks? Yeah, what you, what you, you go ahead and go. Ooh, God, um, you know what? Looking at looking at the 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 spreads here, if we're gonna go straight spreads, uh, I like I like South Carolina to cover and I like Oregon to cover uh, straight up. Straight up, straight up. I I like I like Oregon over UNC and I like Gonzaga over South Carolina. Okay, Brandon, what what's the Zaga spread on that? Six and a half. I would take the favorites in both straight up and points. Okay. Cap. Let's let's mark those down. Um, I don't really care about the points or whatever. I'm just gonna go. I think Oregon and Gonzaga. I think Oregon wins it all. I don't know. I just have a feeling about them. They're writing it down. You guys putting money down too? <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll about that later. <laughs> all right, all right. Any any last thoughts on? Uh, do we? Did you guys? Did you guys say who you think is gonna win it all or? Are you gonna I have Carolina winning it all? Carolina, Nick, you had you had you got, had Oregon. I gotta take Gonzaga too, right? God, I I I think the best coach out there is is Altman. I think this is I think this is their year, and I think uh, I just really think even with the the injury to Boucher, you can just see their depth with Jordan Bell. I really think that 
Carolina has shown that they've manhandled everybody in the paint this year. Pretty much that they played, they're they're the best rebounding team in the country. Yeah, I think they've I think they've met their match. I think we're going to see probably the. You couldn't ask. Let's put it this way: you couldn't ask for a better a, a better team to match up with them. Let's agree with that. Yeah. Na- name another. And I know that I'm putting you on the spot, but name another team that you've seen play this year that can run pretty much just as good as them, can bang just as good as they can, has shooters on the perimeter that they can that they can penetrate and kick. Um, the, it's the, a great matchup. Right. The one, the only one that comes close to me is Duke. I mean, Duke's very similar to Oregon in that sense, but they don't have quite the interior sure. presence as Oregon does. So, sure, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Okay. Also, it's, I just it's wanted be to fun. mention one, one more quick thing. You guys talked about how many brackets to do. Let me tell you my personal strategy. Okay. So I do one right when uh, the brackets first come out, uh, just first glance without thinking about it, fly through it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I never, ever look at that one again. But for whatever reason, that's always the one that does the best, right? Yeah, yeah. That fucking pisses me off. So then I do two more. I do one that I, I really think is going to happen. And then the third one that I do uh, if there's a game that really had me torn, that's where I'll make maybe one adjustment in that one. So my next, my second and third brackets are also like really, really similar. They might just have a game or two okay. difference. But the thing about that is that game might affect everything. Yeah, yeah. So like my final bracket, I had I had Wisconsin in the final four. Um, you know, uh, in my second bracket, I had them in the sweet sweet sixteen. So I, I just make minor adjustments okay. through it. Sure. So, it's so are you edit. guys, is your bracket still alive? I have Carolina winning it all. That's the only Final Four team I had. I had, I had Notre Dame in the Final Four, which they fucking shit the bed. Um, Baylor I had in the Final how, Four, how which much? actually was, I was, I was closer than a lot of people yeah. thought. Yeah. Um, then I had Louisville and Carolina. Louisville. 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 I think I might have Gonzaga in my final four. That's the yeah. only standing one I have. Yeah. Um I had Nova, West Vaugh, Oregon, and UCLA. I actually had two Pac twelve teams in there and uh UCLA was damn close. Um yeah, but, I had UCLA too. But I had I had UCLA winning it, believe it or not. I really took a dark horse. Like I said, it came down to me three three different Pac twelve teams. I didn't th- I mean obviously only two were going to make it to the final four right. if, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I mean, I, I took UCLA over Nova, who was out early. I had Wisconsin um, beat Nova. Yeah, so they were out early. I was hoping that they could squeak by that game. And then and then after that, right, it was after that, you couldn't name a team that honestly would keep it within probably 10 points. I mean, it was just, I thought they would run through that, that region. But uh, again, you know, I have one final four team left, and, and that's it. And then once the title game's there, I'll, I'll have zero left. So. All Bracket right. busted. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. All right, a couple uh, quick hits on sports, and then we'll move on to some movies, TV. Uh, Raiders are going to Vegas. Do we like this move? And is this the first move for the legal legalization of gambling? Fuck yes. Well, and you think I it agree. should happen? Oh, yeah. It should yeah, have happened a long time ago. Yeah. Everybody's betting on There's sports. There's no anyways. reason it shouldn't be yeah. legal. You listen, put some – put listen. But do you like the Raiders going to Vegas? Yes. Do you, you like yes. that, too? Yes. Okay. They just needed a team a long time ago. Yeah. You well, they get about, the hockey team coming sure. to I Vegas. Sure. Vegas is going to be – you talk about Vegas tourism and Vegas population right now. That city is – I mean, just the attractions. And you, think, you can get a think, cheap flight there, so they'll think, get a lot of – Yeah, but do you think Vegas will have a consistent fan base? See, that's the thing. I, I think there will be more I, visitors I, than yeah, – but, Yeah, but I think the Raiders fan base is so diehard. The Raiders could move to, to fucking Trenton, Delaware. To Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, if they want to. And uh, the people are going to show out. That's yeah. a very loyal fan base. I, right, I would have liked to see Oakland stay or the Raiders yeah, stay yeah. in Oakland. I think Vegas needed a team, and I thought maybe the so Chargers. Would, I would have had the Chargers go. What there. would you say is the more diabolical move, though? The Chargers going to L.A. or the Raiders going to Vegas? What was the move that made you cringe out of those two? The Raiders. Raiders. Like, really? Yeah. Really? The, they're the Raiders. There's Oakland. It's the Coliseum. That's, they used to be the L.A. Raiders. I really don't yeah, give a shit. Before, before, before I was born, I don't give a shit about that. Well, I'm that. just saying, like, you were you were a swimmer in your dad's sack when they yeah. were in there. <laughs> That's okay? fine. So I'm just saying, like, okay, but here's the thing. this that, isn't the first time that they've that was, moved, and they still was, have a loyal right, but that was base. that was California. They're, they're moving from one part of California just to the next. Uh, going from California to Vegas, I know it's not that it's much It's like a four-hour drive but, from But Cali from, people could be pissed. I mean, that's like a four That's like a four-hour drive. What I'm curious to see... And I have no idea how it's going to go because Raiders fans are very loyal. Is how the city of Oakland uh, uh, does attendance wise for the next two years because yeah, they're staying in Oakland for two true. years. I'll just be curious. I Oakland fucked up. Oakland should have built a stadium just for the Raiders. Yeah, um, a long so time ago. It's, it's Oakland's fault. Okay. Yeah, but but you know what though? Let, let's get one thing straight. First of all, sports gambling should have been legalized yeah, a long absolutely. time ago because. Tax it, do what you want with it, right. and not only that, but then it also opens up, you know, more funding for, you know, you talk about the people that get in trouble for gambling. If if you legalize it and you go ahead and put policies in place and laws and you monitor it, be a lot of people out there that wouldn't have the gambling issues that they have. Okay. Definitely. Because, you know, but because it's, it's a black market. It'd be like marijuana. Right I mean, yeah, it's it's it really is very. You could you could compare it to to drug issues in the country and around the world. But the biggest thing is, is get a room. I don't know how big. Put a couple poker tables in there. Put a put a couple roulette tables in there. Put a couple blackjack and let's pull some slots and watch some fucking football. And you know what? Who's to say ten, twenty years down the road? Put some titties in there. Put some titties in there. <laughs> I'm telling you, why not? Put some, put some titties up there. Well, in, in, they did. Did the you Las hear Vegas about the, the brothel thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're going to put a brothel Raider, Raider theme, but yeah. give, give me some titties at the stadium. That's what I want. <laughs> at the stadium. Hell okay. yeah. All right. Interesting. All right. Moving on. LeBron had an epic flock. Uh, flock. Flock. <laughs> <laughs> How do we feel about this? I mean, I mean. And he's, he's nothing he's, new, but what? Yeah, he's a baby back bitch. But this I mean, one was pretty fucking epic. He got tapped in the yeah, shoulder blade, yeah. and he bounced like. Yeah. Let me just like say this: I'm, I'm a LeBron apologist. Oh, uh, Jesus you, Christ, you okay. know that. Here's the one thing I'll say: they were down by like fucking thirty, so he was probably just like, "Fuck this." So he's a quitter. I'm out. So, so he's, he's gonna go get his coffee and. So he's a quitter. Whoa, 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 whoa! So he's a quitter. He's a quitter. Who, who, who's your guy? Oh, the claw, baby, Kawhi, and hold up. Second guy, and the only reason why I'm a Kawhi guy is other than the fact that he's great and he dominated LeBron when they played in the finals. And Do you have an NBA bitch. team though? Uh, growing up, I, I liked the Magic because T Mac was my dog. Okay, I oh, love. I, I was rocking. Oh fan. God, T Mac. So should we tell him the T Mac story or save that for another? We'll time? save. For but another but, time. but hold up though, um, I I love Kawhi, and I like the Spurs. Because they're just they're just good old fashioned Americana, just doing it right. I guess you could say, other than the resting players. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about <laughs> oh, a quitter? <laughs> but he was talking about quitting. But his team is the one who started. <laughs> We're not gonna want to play this game very hard. LeBron just, James yeah. could star in NCIS as a as a fucking stab wound victim. Okay, so d- don't give me that bullshit. He's he's a quitter. He's soft, in my opinion. He's soft. He's great. He's the most talented player, not named Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson. Okay. 
greatest player of our generation. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Not, I'm not going to deny that. But he's a pussy for a guy that's for a guy that's six foot eight, cranking 200, up the heat, two hundred sixty pounds. He's soft as baby's breath. If I'm if I'm six eight, two sixty, ain't no motherfucker fucking with me. I promise you that right now. Ain't nobody. But he's soft. I, I think the difference between selling a call and being soft is selling is a, a call is walking around like you just took a knife to your your spinal yeah, column. Yeah, he was like that. Fuck, I'm out of this game. He sold it for six minutes. Fuck it. They had to cut yeah, the cur- commercial back. break. They had to cut true, the commercial man. break. <laughs> oh my Fuck. god, he's an actor. Jesus, he, he did well on yeah, Trainwreck. Yeah, that yeah. was a great. That was, yeah, he was, dude, he was fucking awesome in Trainwreck. I haven't seen that movie yet. He, he's just getting ready for his post. Post NBA career, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's getting right, but you know, I will also, say also, also, ready. also, you're a Spurs fan and you a bitch about flopping. Last time I checked, Ginobili's still on the team. He's the biggest flopper in the NBA. They don't got to cut the commercial break for his shit. <laughs> no, yeah, I know that. right? They end the I fucking game, but 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 you know, they what, end though? it. You you're and you're gonna you're gonna set me ablaze for this one. But my second favorite player in the league. My fucking Boogie Cousins. Oh, I, yeah. lo- I love Boogie. Headcase. I, but I love his game. Just straight up and, his game. And, and I love quitter. his game. I love and, his and game. Quitter. That motherfucker, he'll be in the second quarter. They'll be down 30. He's like, yo, tee me the fuck oh, up yeah. right now. Let me oh, get yeah, down. No, no doubt. No doubt. But Let I'm me just, go put some panties I'm, I'm going to tell you this right mouth. now, though. I'm going to tell you this right now, though. Him or LeBron in a fight. Well, I take Cousins because he's fucking psycho. He he's gonna be doing he got some. Screwed. Yeah, he he's, he's, uh, he's, he's big as shit. He's he gonna be doing some shit. LeBron ain't never. Seen. He's the only dude you know. He's the only dude you know that's like seven foot, but but can step out and hit a three or finger finger roll or in midair decide to dunk it euro step. I mean, he's got his he got a little OJ disgusting. In him. Yeah, I mean, he got a little OJ in him up top. He's though. he probably at some point will be charged a- with murder for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that but I think that plays into why I kind of like him though cuz he's crazy and you don't know what you're going to get from him next. He could go from LeBron cry baby baby back bitch to square up and look, I'll go right yeah. now. I don't care. I will so I will I'll take your whole no, team. Yeah, no, he's fucking psycho. I like but I like watching his game. Yeah, no, he's 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 so the talent smooth. is there. Oh. The problem is He's just never been around any other talent. Yeah. No, he hasn't. So, but we'll see how him and him and uh, the Davis. brow, him yeah. and the brow uh, match up this year. You can't really count because they have yeah, no they, talent around right. them at all. And they um, got to learn how to play together. Yeah, but but I guilty pleasure man watching that guy. Yeah, I know, no, he's, I like he's just done. And we still admit that Boogie is a guilty pleasure of mine. You're all over LeBron. No, like... I'm just a LeBron <laughs> apologist. Because here's what I don't like. Because we talked about nitpicking with Drake. No. And that's that's almost how LeBron is. And I admit it everybody to fucking nitpicks the shit out of you. And what I hate is the people that glorify Jordan, and then they'll nitpick the shit out of LeBron. Like Jordan didn't have fucking a gambling problem, cheat on his only wife, difference quit is, the fucking game. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Only difference is, is you can take a peek into LeBron's life twenty four seven social media. That's just the era that we're in. Right. Like there. You but know that's, he, But I think that's what drives more hatred. Uh, if Jordan lived in the social media era, he would have had trouble. He would have sure. been. He would have had trouble. Probably more villainized than than LeBron. Oh, he'd be right there. Yeah, for sure, he'd be right there. So it's just it, there's that's a lot of the great, but there's a lot of great things about LeBron. Family man. Yeah, uh, he, it, I mean he, he's he's just very he involved. Gives with like community. forty million dollars yeah. for kids to go to college. Like he does all this work, and, and Jordan didn't do a fucking sure uh, a small fraction of that. Sure, I agree with that the only the only thing is, is I just. I love LeBron's game. I, I mean, you got to respect it. If you don't, then we can't even talk, okay? You can't even have an intelligent conversation. But at the end of the day, LeBron's antics 
on the court are no, with Chris I, Bell. No, like, I don't like, disagree. Like I don't, the way, I, I like the way he that. was treating Kevin Love last year. Right. And shit like that. Right. You know, it's like, I get it. You're great. He does a lot of shit that it's hard for me to defend. He's, he's a... But- I, I've done it. I, here's the thing. I've done it this long. I'm gonna keep fucking doing. He's he's Christian. <laughs> Le- he's Christian Leitner. Is who he is. Uh, he's not quite as petty as Leitner. Oh, he's not. No. We'll cut the commercial. Oh we'll cut. Pe- the, we'll cut the commercial Le- break Le- while while LeBron Leitner uh, Le- Le- would like tap. fight fucking people and like do like he would punk people that honestly like like that didn't matter. LeBron ain't doing that. All right. Let's let's move on to we'll, we'll move one on. quick we'll move on. topic. We'll move on. We'll move Y'all on. will go for hours. All right. Uh, just when talking. when is when is opening day? Is it this Sunday coming up? Yeah. Sunday, I think it isn't it Saturday. 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 Oh, it's Saturday. Cubs, Cards, Bush, be there. That that's that's Sunday though, isn't it? Or that's yeah, on that that's, that's Sunday. No, that's April second. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Is I thought the look. I thought the Cubs cards. Let me look this. But either way, it's this weekend. That's when that's when the MLB starts officially. Yeah. Are we excited? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, Hell we yeah, bro. yeah. Bro, a little, little going for a dynasty now. We got two we 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 outvote you. You're this not time. you're not as good as you you're not gonna be as good as you were last year. You're gonna be one of the top three. Uh oh, oh god, here we go. As as last year, I promise you. Are you gonna rebuttal or you're not even gonna do it? It is Sunday. It is Sunday. I went it's Sunday. Yeah. I went to the University of Missouri and I've Dealt with more fucking Cardinals fans than I care to ever deal with in my life. I went to the University of Iowa, and everybody and their mom was a Cubs fan. So. Yeah, yeah, Fair and enough. so I both ways. Well, th- this will be an ongoing discussion. <laughs> this for a whole long podcast. Time. So, uh, so you know, for for the sake of baseball getting ready to start, we'll just say we're excited. We're excited. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna you know, and, and I'm gonna say this. Cubs will win the division. We're just looking to take that wild card because historically, you know what happens when when we take the wild card. There Histor- you go. Historically, you already know, but we'll move on. We'll move on. All right, let's get into some movie TVs. Uh, Brandon, I know, wanted to talk the Dave Chappelle specials. Uh, he's back. He put out two new specials on Netflix. Um, let's just get into it. Thoughts on the specials? Do you have any specific skits, you know, that you, I, you liked or jokes? What do, you, what do you think of these? So, like, my first thought was the one in L.A., which was part one, I believe. Yeah. My, I, the better that of was, the two, in my opinion. Yes, that one was fucking hilarious. The one in, I think, Austin. Yeah. Uh, funny, but it, it wasn't, to me, up there. Yeah. With, Did with you the get a chance one. to watch them, Nick? I, I got to see the first one First in LA one, okay. And, and I was pooping my pants. Yeah, it, it was that hilarious. That was so funny. Uh, that was great Dave Chappelle. And I've always been more of a skit Dave Chappelle fan. Sure, sure. Because, I mean, to me. Chappelle show. Right. No one's better at doing skits than Dave Chappelle. I mean, that's that's well, what well, he is. Well, Key and Peele better, better well, say their blessings than well, you, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, that, you bring that, that up. That was they a would, great they would, joke. They would not, they would not, right. But they would not exist right. if it weren't for him. And that, that was a great joke out of him. Um, the, the Kevin Hart shit was funny. Uh, I, he had so many jokes that were just hilarious. It was great to just see him back on stage. Yeah, yeah. And, I hope he goes on tour. I would love for him to come to like yeah. Des Moines or now, somewhere close. Is there another part coming? I think yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, a a three, part. it's a three part. Oh, really? It's a three yeah. part. So I yeah. think there's one more part coming. Sweet. So I'm excited for that. And I, 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 I selfishly hope that we can get some type of like skits in that. Yeah, one. same. Because that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. The the little intros don't count with Morgan Freeman. Like I no, want that's a not legit really a skit. skit. That's just a com- yeah stand. So do you want show. like old Chappelle show characters or I mean? Oh, do you I don't care even care. I would, I would, I would love it. Yes, yes. please. Tron. I, I would love. 
Fuck your couch. <laughs> the world's richest man, simply known as Tron. <laughs> uh, is this your son? Nah, I bought that baby straight cash. <laughs> Pure comedy. But probably one of my favorite uh, uh, Chappelle skits is uh, Wayne Brady. Oh, yep, that, that's oh a good God. one. Oh. That's a good one. <laughs> that is the blind. I make yeah. I make Brian I make Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. Huh, motherfucker. <laughs> You're the one who kind of, I mean, you didn't put me on. I knew about Chappelle, but we watched a lot when we yeah. worked together at yeah. the election office. Yeah. And Good times. The, the Player Haters Club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, one of the all-time He's one of the greats. legends. He, is, he really sure. is. He is. And, you know, and it's like, after I watched the first special, I, threw, I had to throw on Chappelle's show. I had to. Definitely. And uh, the black-white supremacist, the very first episode, yeah. he was like, I can't believe I haven't been canceled yet. He, yeah. was like, he was like, this is the first episode, and I, I can't believe they're letting me air this right <laughs> yeah. now. But that's, that kind of gives you a peek into, you know, the, the, the balls that he has to tackle issues. And, and let's put it this way. He tackles a lot of racial issues, ethnic and sexuality issues, but he, he tackles them in a way that are hilarious, and you can't even take them serious, but there's those underlying tones of yeah. it's it's – it's a joke, but there's truth to it. But he doesn't just single anyone out. He's black. Except he attacks, for Bill Cosby. But well, yeah. well, Bill. Yeah, we'll get. He was, like, he was like after about, after about the thirtieth rape count. At that point, I just I I couldn't back him up. <laughs> well, all right, we, we're talking about it. How do yeah, we feel on, about the rape right jokes? before right before we get okay, there? Because okay. that kind of leads. I'll kind of like segment it. Dave Chappelle worked um, back in the. This is my question to you, I guess. Would Dave Chappelle be as successful with those type skits? Um, in in our day and day now, uh, in the era Without we Keen are, Bill? yeah, it like yeah. say none of that happened. It was just Dave Chappelle doing those skits. Now people are so fucking hyperbolic, yeah. and get so offended. Yeah. I don't know if Dave Chappelle would work. Yeah, I mean because um, we saw and what Trey's about to bring up is people took offense to yeah. Bill. A lot Cosby of people jokes. did yeah. not like that. Um, what what are your thoughts on that? I personally, I mean, it's Dave Chappelle. You know what you're gonna get with him. I was not offended. I sure right. I laughed. I, yeah. I mean, he did it in a way where it was funny and, you know, it just, it worked well, in my opinion. Well, you know, I'll say this. I don't think Dave, old Dave would work in today's society. I, I don't either. And the re- I, I really don't. And, well, and, and think about it. The reason why, and, and, and I, you know, I, I don't know Dave personally, but this is just me giving you my thoughts on yeah. it. When he took, when he up and left and took his family to South Africa, and he was talking about how uh, he gave he gave the analogy of the baboon holding the salt, which was great, which was a great, yeah. which was a great analogy. Um, it was fucking insightful. But, yeah. but but it was but it was deeper. Him going there was deeper than money. Right. It was it was. He turned down what like fifty or he, million dollars. Yeah, something I think like it that. It might have been more, but yeah. Well, but but the fact of the matter is, I think. He he was the perfect storm to cause to call attention to a lot of uncomfortable topics mm-hmm. in a non serious, non threatening way to where exactly. we could like, all relate to like it. Like the the uh, I hate to say it, but the, like the nigger family joke. Yes, I yes, mean, that yes, that would if that if, that would never ever be able to make it on air. Now. No, people would fucking cry be up in arms. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it would be so bad. I don't think he can do that skit. Well, it, but the difference is is. The, I think the reason why people are, people have I think the reason why he left first of all was the hypersensitivity. He started to see. Yeah. It. I yeah. think people were really because because in his mind 
he's very serious and he's doing these things for a reason. Right. He's not doing it to just be funny. Mm-hmm. He's doing it to call attention to oh, legit yeah. issues. But he's doing it's a it. method to the madness. And he's trying to do it by being funny. Yes, yes. And that's what people don't understand. Right. And people get so offended by that. Right, right. And I well, and I just think in today's day and age, I think that's kind of what led him to to going on his sabbatical mm-hmm. um, and going to Africa and doing that. Um, but but you can just, even the backlash he's getting now for, for the rape jokes, you know, like, listen, I can't say that I, I am personally a rape victim. I can't say that personally that I that I even know one. Um, and, I, and I don't want to come off as insensitive myself or anything like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is a guy that has made major contributions to social issues without you even realizing it. Yeah, right? Chappelle's sure. show, as a fourth grader, in a fifth grader, me watching that show uh, when it originally was, was aired, um, it – it opened my eyes to so many things that you're thinking as like a fourth and fifth grader that I should not be watching, but it honestly made me more aware right. of real of your surroundings, yeah, yeah. of real social real. issues. Yeah, even though it was hilarious and we cracked jokes about it, you could always look back on it and be like, "Man, remember when when Dave did the Mad Real World and the one white guy Chad came in and and and, and brought his uh, brownies and and." And then they took his girl, you know, the old, you know, the black people took his girl. And then all of a sudden he brought his dad and they stabbed his dad. And I mean, it, like just all this crazy shit that you're like, what is this? But yeah. he's calling attention to the differences in the legit stark contrast between hip hop and African-American culture in, mm-hmm. in, you know, the status quo white culture. Right. You know, sure. I mean, but he wasn't doing it to be a dick. He wasn't doing it to hurt people's feelings. He was doing it to make you laugh and be like, man, let's not take each other so serious. Right. Let's not same be t- but, so sensitive. But, but at the same time, let's not ignore the fact that we are different. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's don't embrace ignore it. the elephant in the room. Right. Let's embrace our difference. we don't need to be so sensitive about right. that conversation. Right. right. Uh, I, I agree. And the, the, the thing is, it, he made a rape joke. That doesn't mean he fucking condones rape. Sure. Yeah, exactly. That's what I hate. People can't separate its fucking stand-up comedy right. to... Dave Chappelle, the regular fucking person. <laughs> yeah. That shit drives me nuts. Yeah. Um, and to me, the funniest joke I thought was when he talked about him and Chris Tucker when OJ asked yes. him for a picture. That, that was, was like the last yeah. yeah, that was the fucking funniest shit. My I've career ever. can't handle a picture yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we're both like, nope. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing is like, he's calling it, he's like, look, Bill Cosby was my hero. Yeah. And he was and, like, and he's and he, right. And it, he's like, you know, this the whole like all the, the allegations. The Martin Luther King thing is that real? Did you know that? What the speaker? Like he funded the yeah the some speaker or something. Oh, the Bill Cosby. Did. That's what he said. Yeah, no, yeah. people don't understand. Bill Cosby, what he has done for the black community yeah. is so far than anybody could ever possibly imagine. And, and to understand to Dave Chappelle's point, of course, it, he would be his hero. Yeah, I mean, he 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 he. He made black people in a way that wasn't were gangsters, were yeah, thugs. He were made regular people. Yes, black people just seem regular on television, and it's an era where that wasn't popular. Right, right. Well, and 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 you know what though, like the whole the whole basis of his joke. Let's not forget the whole basis of his joke on Cosby was this guy's my hero, and when you're talking about your childhood heroes who laid the foundation for which your work is based on, um. It, we're talking, and he was a trailblazer and inspired Chappelle. He was calling to 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 attention the fact that all of us, when we heard about Cosby, tried to justify or be like, eh, you know, maybe it's just allegations. You just didn't want to believe maybe, it, yeah. right? It, we, I mean, if 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 you're sitting here, 
I, I don't care if you're white, black, whatever you are, female, male. When you first heard that, you're like, no, not Bill. What are you talking about? Right. Bill? Mm-hmm. No. No, come on. That's just, it's a money grab. It's this, it's that. But that's just human nature. But, you know, obviously, like, he even made a joke. He was like, he was like, hey, man, he's like, what, what do you say? He was like, once it got to, like, 30 counts, I was like, eh, 30 counts. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah, 30. It's just 30. It's just, it's just <laughs> yeah. 30. But then he's like, once it got to 50, I was like, okay, th- this don't look good. <laughs> he's like, maybe not all of them, but at least 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's the thing is, like, he's he's saying what other people are afraid. Yeah. He's saying what pe- other people are thinking but are afraid to say. Right, and if sure. you And if you're hating on Dave Chappelle, it's one of two things, okay? It's either... You you are not familiar with comedy and you don't have a sense of humor, okay? Or B, uh, you you are a hypocrite. You're because you're th- we are th- we are human beings. We are all thinking these things, right? Yeah. And if you if you're gonna sit here and say that you're not, I I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, you don't have a pulse. You might yeah. not have a soul. I mean, I, I, seriously though, because we all think it. We're all human beings. We all we all think funny thoughts in sensitive times. But it's 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 also, you know, understanding, uh, you know, uh, the purpose of of being able to 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 separate, you know, the minutia and what's going on, and really look at the hard hitting facts of what's going on around you. And he calls attention to all those facts that we're thinking, but he just says it. All right. And if that offends you, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Don't listen. Exactly. Right. Don't tune in. All right, really enjoyed the specials. Let's let's move on uh, quickly here. Um, just did you guys see the new Spider-Man trailer? Yeah, looked pretty. Did dope. you see? I have not. I've really. Not, I'm out of touch. It looks it's really dope. dope. I'm excited to see it. Uh, thoughts on Michael Keaton's villain, the Vulture? Well, here's the thing. Keaton's like a fine wine. He just gets better with time. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. Like, see, you're a, you're the you were telling me that you think Spider-Man's kind of played out. Do you think yeah. this one is going to work though? I, I could see. I don't know. Okay. It, since it's like truly like Marvel's giving it the time, yeah. of the, and Marvel hasn't fucking disappointed. It'll recently, so it'll probably be good. Okay. And Iron Man's in it, so. Yep. Yep. All right, and then also Justice League, the official trailer came out. Um, did, did you guys see this one? Or? I, saw, I have not. Okay. I'm, I'm I have not no, you're good. You're good. Not touch. You're good. Um, so, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it, Batman, Superman. Batman v Superman, Superman dies, but then at the very, very end, the dirt comes up, so you know he's coming back. Right. But they, for Superman some reason, le- are leaving him out of the trailers. Yeah, Why do you think this is? Trailer. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm not sure. I think maybe they just wanted to get the rest of the cast in there, and then yeah. maybe the next one they'll show him. Um, but I don't think there's. A good reason. We know he's not dead. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why they just don't show it. You're not gonna have Lois Lane in the fucking movie if Superman's exactly, exactly. What what character are you guys most excited for? I know I'm excited for Aquaman. I think that'll be dope. Yeah, just because he hasn't been portrayed on screen yet. Just yeah, yeah. exactly. Just Aquaman, just because we don't know how they're gonna use him. Yeah, and it'll be. They're going to have to do it carefully because they could use him in a way that is really fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be like, this is really fucking dumb. Yeah. Well, or they can figure out a really cool way to incorporate him and then set up a spinoff. Well, this movie has to yeah, be they, great for DC this, to get back on track. Yeah, they've if, had this a couple bombs, if this movie bombs, this not good, DC's DC done. might as well just pack it up. I, I agree. Pack it up, wait 10 years, and start over. Any, Pipe it up. Oh, go Pipe for it. Pipe it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any villain predictions or storyline theories? No. I don't know. I'm not in the prediction business. That's fair. Uh, so I know Deathstroke is a Batman villain, uh, and Ben Affleck kind of previewed 
some clips of him. I don't know if that is for Justice League or Batman, but he could be a cool villain. I think he kind of has a Deadpool vibe, but DC, so could be interesting if that's the case. Um, I'm sure Lex Luthor will be in there. But, um, yeah. And then Disney CEO Bob Iger, Bob Eager. I don't know how to pronounce that one. You already called me out on the presidential candidate soon. Huh? Might run in 2020. Interesting. Okay. He said there could be another decade and a half of Star Wars stories. Are you excited or how much is too much? What do you Uh, think here? I know you're not a Star Wars guy, Nicky boy. No, but but, but look at the Fast and the Furious. Okay. Exactly. I mean... I mean, the fact that they're still, still Brand making doesn't movies like for those. that. I, I, and I've seen them all, which tells you, I think that's going mean, to lead to your liked, point. I liked the first two. That's about it. Like, so see, the, I like the last two. At, at some point, you just got enough is enough. But when you have a franchise like Star Wars compared to, to Fast and the Furious, like, I think you can make it work with Star Wars because it's it, it really has transcended generations and, already. And, and there's just so much different yeah, shit you can do. Like, right. you can have a spinoff. Just on one character, yeah. you could go yeah. into something yeah, totally new. Yeah, you're pigeon you're pigeonholed, and uh, well, something with cars. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, yeah. they've basically done every story. Tokyo line Drift, now. man. Uh, yeah, yeah fucking, it was probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, it, it could work. I hope. I hope they don't. The problem is, don't rush it. Don't exactly. don't force it. Take your time. Make a good storyline. Make it all connect. Uh, so yeah. Okay. All right. Um, we still need to do an unfiltered cinematics for March. Hopefully we'll get that with either Power Rangers. Yeah, let's or... do Power Rangers. All right. Maybe we can all go Power Rangers this weekend or something. That'll be cool. Um, let's, that, that, that's our show. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. This is Are You Entertained? I am Trey Leslie of the Dawn of Entertainment alongside Brandon Ogden, the Consulary, and Nikki Boy. Uh, thank you for trooping your uh, sickness and being here with us. Of course. Glad, glad we have this trio here yes. and for the uh, subscribers. Exactly. We'll be back next time. Stay safe.